Tuesday night, you know what that means? It's time for another all over Overland show right here on Overland Radio. My god, it's a lot of Overlands every time I say that. Anyway, thanks for joining us. Uh, tonight's gonna be a fun time. Well, I think it's gonna be a fun time. Our guests might leave the show afterwards and think otherwise, but we'll find out later. So, uh, before we get started, I want to make sure I give a special shout out to all our sponsors. Chad at the Overland Addict, the Overland Essentials, uh, Midland Radios, thank you so much, uh, and Rugged Bound um, Supply, we really appreciate having all of you as part of our family and, and being a sponsor. So anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about tonight. It's going to be fun. We have, a, we have somebody famous again. We haven't had anybody this famous in quite a long time. I mean, you can ask Michael, but I think it goes back to like, and when I talk about famous, I mean like, wow, famous. It was like when Marco was with us or something, maybe, you know? I mean, everybody's famous on YouTube. I get it. You know, I'm not taking away from some of you that's been on the show, but damn, this guy, I mean, he's he's right up there. So anyway, but before we bring him on, let's get the host in here, Mr. Michael Hyden. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the All Over Overland Show. I appreciate you being here. Lee, thanks for pushing all the buttons. What's going on, man? Yeah, man. Uh, another day in Oklahoma shithole paradise. Oh, dude, you love it. You know it. I hate this state. <laughs> Be nice. I A hate lot it of like, our listeners are from this state. I get it. And nothing against the listeners. I mean, hey, they're great people. And I... There's a lot of great people, but the state as a whole, I just don't like it. And I have it for the last 10 years and Hey, you just can't change my mind. Well, we've got a guest that is from one of the most beautiful States out there. Adventures out his back door. Oh man. Like it's, it's just right there. He can like step out and go and do whatever. I'm you know, and, and, and the thing is about tonight's guest, is um he does something that's unique and we're gonna have a really big discussion on this i've i've looked forward to having uh him on because you know as well as i do about how i am about youtubers and the whole youtube thing i have yeah. i have this opinion that doesn't resonate well with a lot of people and that's okay but this guy checks the boxes and that's what i i really am excited about having him on all right before we get too far into that have you sold your vehicle yet where'd my name go what's going on i don't know What'd wait do? wait hold on oh look that's a new feature Fusion button. Did you see that look so boom. have you sold your vehicle yet do we have to have this conversation tonight that means no <sighs> no i haven't well you need to figure something out because we have the first oklahoma city rigs and coffee coming up this saturday the 11th the official yeah. time is from 10 to 12 i'm going to be there at nine so if you want to come early come at nine i'll be there um we have scars and stripes that's going to do the coffee for us it's two dollars a cup and they're going to be selling bags of ground coffee so 
Um, we've got gonna- patches to give away. Midland give us gave us some stuff to give away, and check that look out. At that. But now, now there's a very limited number. Yeah, I only have a couple of these to give away, so you're gonna have to pay attention to the show. And if you come up to me and ask for a patch, we also have stickers. I have a bunch. I have a big old stack of stickers. Yeah. Um, you'll have to answer a question from the show that's relevant to the show in order to get a patch. But I only have a couple to give away, so just keep that in mind. Um, that means- but that's going to be a good time. And I think some of us are going to go camping afterwards. That's why you need to get a rig, so you can come hang out. Well, that also means all you knuckleheads that are listening and watching, uh, you better be paying close attention because that's a pretty hot commodity is that patch. And um, yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they're pretty limited. So it's a big, I can't believe you said pay attention. I was a little surprised. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, let's just jump right into it. We have as our special guest tonight, you've seen, I've posted all the stuff about it. We've got Will with Venture to Rome. Bring him on. What's going on, buddy? Hey, hey, you guys said I was famous. That's awesome. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, famous. I, like, if you were in a room of like ten people, three of them might know. Okay, but actually, let's, let's, right. I didn't say fa- wait. I didn't say famous. I said infamous. Oh, oh you did. Yeah, <laughs> okay, well, I that makes famous. way more sense. That makes way more. No, sense. I said, I said famous. I'm teasing. No, Jeremy, Jeremy said infamous. But yeah, you yourself okay. were talking about on was it a video or was it on your podcast about being on the round table there at one of the expos? Like oh, you yeah. were like, What? I get to sit in this, and then you're oh, like, totally. back, like, I'm not gonna do this. And they're like, Get over here, yeah. So, this is a great story, and it actually speaks to like how kind and supportive the Overland creator. Uh, community is so, mm-hmm. um, so it was my very first time at Overland Expo, I think. I think I had, you know, we always measured ourselves in like subscribers. I think I had just hit like six or 7,000 subscribers. I was like walking on the moon. I was so excited. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I was in a place where the community comes together and like people actually recognize me. Not that I'm seeking that, not that I'm like, you know, I I like it, you know, but it's not like I need to be, I need, I don't need that, but it was cool to be there. And people were like, Hey, I've seen your video. And I was like, you did wow so so walking around and um i see ed shin and sean from storytell now and um the those two guys and i have communicated on social media for a while um but we'd never met in person and so i saw him and uh sean was like hey i'm doing this live stream tomorrow or today or whenever i can't remember when it was you should totally come by it's gonna just be like youtubers it'd be great you should come by and be on this live stream and i was like hey, yeah of course of course man let's i mean that was that would be so cool of course totally totally you know and I, and then we walked away and i'm walking with my my buddy uh chris my best buddy and my other buddy um gary uh from g from bc who came down to do this trip with us from from british um columbia and and Gary and I are like, hey, he didn't really mean that. You know, that's a nice guy, super nice guy. <laughs> we saw him later. We saw Sean again later. And he was like, oh, hey, you guys got to come by. You do the do live stream thing. And we're like, okay, like, does he know who we are? Like, I think maybe he just like doesn't recognize us and he's just being nice or something. So because <laughs> so, if he knew, he wouldn't invite us. So then um, <laughs> so, so then the time comes around. I, I can't remember when it was. It was in the afternoon. It was super hot. I walk over there and like. There's um, Justin B. McBride, Rob from Revere Overland, um, Sean, Matt, and Kara from Ozark Overland Adventures, 
um, Nate from Dirt Lifestyle, Ed from uh, Crocom Outdoors. Um, they're all there, and there's like, and there's like nowhere for me to sit or be. I just kind of see them sitting behind the table, and I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, I it should it. just I be them. It. I get it. Um, you know what? I think he was just inviting me here to watch him. I think that's what he was inviting me <laughs> yeah. to do. Did he need somebody to push the play on the camera? Exactly. Yeah. Hold like, the camera yeah. for him. And there's yeah. this moment where Sean looked up and he was like, Will, what are you doing over there? Get over here. This is a live stream for you to like, get over here, man. And I was like, oh, he, he meant to invite me. So Gary and I came over and about that time, Brad from Child Recon came in and um, I got to sit next to him and I got to meet him and Regina. And we had this live stream. It was just a ton of fun. And I felt so, so included, so respected. Um, and for somebody who's, you know, who still has a very small YouTube channel, those guys have been so kind to me and the community has been so supportive. So, you know, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of uh, this really small creator community in the overlanding uh -huh. space that really, I, I feel like we're all lifting each other up. Yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. I remember we had gotten to talk to Brad for like, what, 15 minutes at the More Expo a couple of years yeah. ago. Yeah. And yeah. then we bumped into him at Mountain West. He actually camped right mm. by us. Oh, cool. And so I'm walking by and I see him and I'm just, I'm a shit talker. So I just said, man, they'll just let anybody camp right next to me. He goes, hey, Michael, how's it going? I was like, wait a minute. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? I don't think he's going to camp by us ever again. <laughs> we might have. That's yeah. all it on you, big boy. Fault, but we partied a little too hard. That's kind of what happens at those places. But I, I'll tell you, um, yeah, everybody, Brad included, have just been super nice, super gracious. And, and, and I, you know, I think at those events, when you're maybe as in demand as some of those guys are, mm -hmm. that uh, sometimes they can have some time where they just need to be by themselves and they yeah. get caught in a moment where they need to kind of be introverted. And so people come back and say, well, you know, I wasn't super nice to me or like, you know, he didn't seem like he was super interested in me. And, and I totally get that. I, you know, I, when you're, I don't, I haven't experienced that yet because I am not in demand like that, but I can imagine they probably need to just shut down for a sec, have some time to themselves and then come back out because my experiences have always been the opposite, like super nice, super kind and super giving. Well, and you don't like, I think people. it's about timing. You don't want to camp near anybody. You don't, you, you know, you were, I think hesitant of the camping at the expos because it oh, was man. like people piled on. Cause you talk about it yeah. in your video and let's it's talk my worst about nightmare, that. Dude. Yeah. So you've got, you've got this video. And one of the reasons why I reached out is Lee and I are big on the storytelling part of it. Like we don't want probably like my videos. Probably probably didn't like my videos. Cause I'm like, Hey, uh, I'm going down the road and I'm camping. I don't know what we're going to do. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, where you actually tell a really good story and your narration is unbelievable. Like it's really, really well done. How long does it take you to like write your narration that you do on your voiceover? I mean, it takes a it takes a fair amount of effort. I, um, I I think uh, th this is just an average. I don't know if this is true or not, but probably for every minute the video is, it probably takes an hour or two of of post editing time. Um, but you know, I, but I, I enjoy it. That's like creative mm -hmm. outlet for me. So the, the storytelling piece, um, it wouldn't feel right to me without it mm -hmm. because why are you watching this? Like, why are you watching? It's a family memory or it's a music video or it's a, you know, it's a humble brag if there's mm -hmm. no story attached to it. 
And I, I, it's something I work really hard on and I'm to varying degrees of success, but I work really, really hard on it to try to like figure out what was the thing or the, the two things that were the story in this trip. And it's not made up. It's like, I'm thinking about it when we're on the trip. Like, what is, what's the core of this trip? Yeah, what's what's going on right trip? now yeah. that I can yeah, yeah. communicate? And then, you know, and then figure out how to mine that out of the footage. And, you know, I, I don't think I've ever really done it, but to try to come close to doing the trips justice, because no video can do a trip mm -hmm. justice. It just can't. You know, yeah. uh, uh, the drones help because you can see things on drones that you can't see on the ground. That yeah. said, the experience of being there and all the stuff that's on the cutting room floor, like all the half of the good stuff doesn't make it into the video because that's sitting around the campfire, letting it fly, you know, having one too many telling totally inappropriate jokes. Like, you know, that that's like at least half of the enjoyment of the trip yeah. is what happens to people when you go out together. Like what, mm -hmm. like your relationship changes when you go out together. It's like when you, if you're just, going to the mall or going to a bar or something, it's a different relationship than if you're out a hundred miles from anywhere else and you're, you know, camping in the middle of the backcountry wilderness and all of these what ifs could be, you know, on the other side of your fire all night long. It, it totally changes how you interact. And I think to me, like trying to draw pieces of that out, those like interpersonal relationships and, mm -hmm. And how that is affected by being out in these remote locations is like just uh, so much fun. Now, when you did the BDR, did you already know the stories that you shared along the way about like the the old timers before the you know the reason why the trail was made, like all those different yeah. things, or did yeah. did you research that before, or was that oh, yeah. something that just happened on the trail that you were no, able no, to I, speak about? I totally researched before. So I'm, I was looking for my map. So this is my. My BDR map. This is the Butler maps. And I have to say, if anybody's thinking about doing a BDR, get the Butler map. It's really awesome. It's really good information. So I took this thing and it's like, so it's like the whole state of Idaho here. And I took a big red crayon and I started thinking about the stories that were in Idaho. And I didn't get them all, but like um, down here in Jarbage, Nevada, it says stagecoach robbery. And I did a bunch oh, of research nice. on that. Okay. I didn't wind up telling that story myself because um, uh, Jace, who's the uh, saloon owner in Jarbage, Nevada, kind of mentioned it. And then the Oregon Trail, uh, Three Rivers or Three Island Crossing is in Glens Ferry. Didn't get to tell that one either, but I really wanted to. We were going to go to Atlanta, Idaho, where Kate, as a kid, her, her, her dad and her grandpa built a cabin by hand in Atlanta, Idaho. And that's the first time she saw a bear. We're sitting on her front porch. And there's all kinds of good stories there we didn't get to tell. We came up to Deadwood where I cut my finger open, had to go to emergency room on my very first overlanding trip. That story. But then we get up to stuff I did get to tell, like the ghost towns, um, the most remote roads, the murders, the Sacagawea, Lewis and Clark. Yeah. And so like, yeah, I that stuff to me, like the stories of the land are just, it is, it's better than reading a fictional novel. I'm reading right now the history of Idaho as written in 1912. So in 1912, oh, wow. they wrote this history of Idaho and Idaho started in like 1860. So it's like very close to, you know, the timeline of, of some of these events. And it's like, it's way better than reading a fictional Western novel. Dude, you're going to be so wow. jealous. So I found this route, a buddy of, of mine sent it to me. It's the Butterfield Overland uh, route. And mm. it's, oh, the, oh, it's oh. the 
first mail route. Oh, we got a drink. It's the well, first mail Will, route. Will just took one. From oh, sorry, did I miss a game? Are uh, we playing well, a drinking game? You no, know, just throw us all off. Okay. Mandatory every time we say every time we say like there. Butler Butler maps, we take a drink. Midland, take a drink. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Michael, but he took a drink. Oh, I'm drinking. Um, uh, my buddy Rob from Revere Overland introduced me to this Calumet Farms. Um, he's he lives in Kentucky, although he's not a native Kentuckian. He's a yeah, no, transplant from a foreign land. Um, but this is a 14 year old Calumet Farm bourbon. It's really good. At least you're not drinking that nasty stuff out of a can that he. Oh, Clamato. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Be careful what you say, man. I got some serious heat. Not some serious heat. I got a little heat from Sean from Storytelling Now, Casey 250, uh, Gary. Those are all uh, dudes that live in Canada. And they love um, it. Because it's like, you know, it's Clamato juice and like vodka or something. It's called a Caesar. And they really think that it tastes good. And to me, it tastes like it's like celery and tomato juice and clams. I mean, that's just like an awful combination. Yeah, it doesn't sound good at all. Yeah, it didn't. And the look on your face was, um, it, was <laughs> it was pretty genuine, obvious. Dude. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. Terrible. it was very terrible. All right, Michael, tell us about okay, this. The so, trail. So the Butterfield, I think it's called the Butterfield Overland Route. It was the first like from St. Louis to California mail route, like where they actually took mail, and part of it goes oh, through Oklahoma. Yeah. And I have hooked up with a lady that's writing a book on this and she's going to send me all the information that she has. And my plan this, this spring or summer is to do that portion oh, yeah. that goes through Oklahoma and be able to tell the story, you know, from some of the stuff that she sends me. So that's yeah. going to be super fun that I can't wait for that. Are you going to, are you going to make a video about it? Oh, well, yeah. 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 I can't wait to watch that. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, it's going to be pretty fun. I'm pretty excited. That's the one I'll probably do the most research that I've ever done on. Yeah. And so that's kind of inspired me to find some of these maybe like Indian trading routes and stuff like that and see how much we can, how much of it we can follow and and stuff like that. So it's just opened up a whole new world when it comes to the history of the state that we're in. But I will have to tell you, here's a little tease that I've only told Lee. I may be moving. What? Yeah, I may be leaving Oklahoma, maybe. My girlfriend has applied to jobs all over the country, and I told her that Idaho has to be on the list. Hey, there you go. Everyone so, else is moving to Idaho. You might as well move out here, too. Yeah, that's what I heard. <laughs> like, all the California people are moving there, so prices I mean, are to get I crazy. Mean, yeah, it's not just California. Um, but, you know, yeah. that's what happens when it's... So Idaho is comprised of the places that no one else wanted, like, literally. Like, when mm -hmm. Idaho was formed as a state, it's like desert. And it's mountain. There's like yeah. barely any in between because like Montana wanted their stuff. Washington, Oregon wanted their stuff. So they're like, well, that's all garbage in the middle. We don't want it. And they're like, well, there's fur trappers and traders and miners out there. We got to do something like they're forming these boom towns that have 10, 12,000 people in them. We got to do something. So they formed Idaho. And what's happened now is that like the way in which we like uh, can irrigate and the, you know, our food supply is so prevalent that those things that were important back then aren't important now. So what we have in Idaho is like an abundance of public land and yeah. rugged terrain that is not settled or inhabited or visited. And so Idaho to me, if, if you like doing overlanding stuff or bike packing or, you know, backpacking or any of that river rafting, we have more um, like more whitewater per linear river mile than any other place in the, in the, in the country. Hmm. It's, 
it's just phenomenal. Yeah, she was she's a lawyer, so she's like she's wanting to be a professor, but she's open to a couple other things and she's ready to leave the state of Oklahoma. And I said, uh, she goes, No, you can go with me. And I was like, Okay, okay, cool. <laughs> um so then like, I when had you to say ask you're leaving, daughter, when you say you're leaving, sweetie, like what do yeah, you Yeah, like what does this mean? <laughs> um, so I asked my daughter, I was like, Hey, because her and and her mom and I aren't together, obviously. And I said, What do you think? Like if dad left, and she goes, I think you should. And because it would be fun for you, and I think you'd love it, and I'll get to see you. And I said, Well, what are two places that you'd want me to go? She goes, Wyoming and Idaho, without even saying anything. And I was like, Yeah, okay. Well, they probably they probably won't make it because there's not enough jobs for her. She's been looking, but yeah, what are you pointing at? I can't Michael read that. Sugar mama. You got a sugar mama. That's what that Michael got me. a sugar mama. Yeah, <laughs> you know she's pretty hot too. So. There's nothing wrong. Hey, with that. listen, real, real quick. There are some questions that have come up that that Michael. I know you don't have your glasses on. Yeah, so let's um, let's go through them. So there's a couple of there's a couple of questions in here. We'll just hit a couple, and then uh, if Will wants to later after the show's over, he can go into uh, and, and answer them in the uh, YouTube. But uh, cool. Jeremy wants to know what locations are on your overlanding bucket list. So. Yeah, what's a what's a couple of places you got on there? Jeremy list? McLaren, I think that's how you say his last name. Jeremy and I mm -hmm. are doing. Uh, he asked me to participate in a video that he's doing, um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna record a section for Jeremy. We're doing a collab together, so oh, nice. can't wait to do that, man. Um, so my overlanding bucket list. Um, I would love to. Uh, I would love to do the trail that goes from like uh, uh, the Mexican border up to the Canadian border, um, the Trans America Trail. Mm -hmm. um, I would love to do the Rubicon. I know that sounds really dumb, but like I would just I would love to do the Rubicon, and it's so close to me, like it's like five or six hours away. But it's just I just haven't been able to put that one together. Um, but mostly, honestly, I, I don't really think of overlanding in that way like i don't really think of um what are the famous routes that i want to go do pony express like you know I, the ones that have good stories to them mm -hmm. um attract me but what i what i much more enjoy is figuring out my own route so for example the oregon bdr just came out um, it came out on february 4th so just like a few days ago and Chris and I and, and Elsha and my wife, Kate, we were all like really excited for the BDR route to come out. And when it came out, it's not that it's a, not a great route, but I was like very underwhelmed. I really wanted it to go east to west and it just goes north to south like the rest of them. Clearly, that's a good model for them and it works and it's beautiful. However, like Oregon, I think is best if you go east to west or west to east. And so I'm just going to do my own. I mean, I, I think... We're talking about doing like Hell's Canyon to Coos Bay with, you know, um, or, you know, m you know, maybe start in Alvord Desert and climb Steens Mountain and then make our way up to Astoria or something. I I'm not really sure, but starting on the east, going to west and figuring out if we can camp on the beach in Oregon, I think to me, the discovery process yeah. is way more enjoyable than any known route. Oh, Got no, it. I like that. Yeah. Um, okay, so that answered one of the other questions. Um, how about the Transamerica Trail? 15, 15 minutes per question. <laughs> Just, yeah. uh, that's, uh, like long-winded <laughs> answers here. Yeah, um, yeah. So uh, Jeremy also there. asked about the Transamerica Trail, and I've done yeah. part of it with mm -hmm. the Mountain State guys, but uh, 
I'd like to do the whole thing. I, I know there's people that have done it. I actually had the Continental Divide on my hit my list for last year, but it didn't work out. So I really want to do that one myself. Now the yeah. Continental uh, Divide—that's the one from Mexico to Canada, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's uh, nineteen. I think it's nineteen hundred miles. Yeah. It takes about uh, two and a half, three week, two and a half weeks or something to do. And um, yeah, I want I want to do that one as well. So yeah. How about I, anything I, on the East Coast? Oh yeah, I would love to go. So I lived on the East Coast. I lived in Manhattan for six years. I love the East Coast, and I lived in the Midwest. I lived in Kansas City uh, for three years. Um, and so I love the East. The problem with the East is that there's not a, nearly as much public land. Yeah. And so, yeah. um, and, and the terrain, although it can be dramatic, like the mountains can, can kind of rise off the floor and be dramatic is pretty low elevation. Um, mm -hmm. and so sometimes you can't get above the tree line like you can in the West. Mm -hmm. Um, and you don't have necessarily the varied terrain that you have in the West, but I got to tell you watching, um, Mountain State Overland, um, watching some of the stuff that's, that's going on in the South, uh, like with Ozark Overland Ventures with my buddy Matt Brody over, yeah, I think he's in North Carolina or South Carolina, I can't remember, mm -hmm. and with Simply Must Go, those like super forested, wet, rocky trails to me would just be amazing. So I just, what? I've never done anything like that. Yeah, there's the uh, Smoky Mountain 1000. Uh, mm -hmm. which is supposedly a good one. I think Cotty Wapple Overland has a really good uh, series of videos on that one. And then they have one that compiles them all together. So yeah. Interesting. Huh? Yeah. There's nothing um, like going through Arkansas and doing like 25 water crossings. Yeah. yeah. In one weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, yeah. Matt has this thing called the high watermark trail or something yeah. like yep. that. And that just looks really, really cool. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, we go yeah. there. It's four hours away from where we live. So that's oh, like okay. the closest, ex more extreme kind of open area that we can go to here. You know, Colorado is still 10, 10 hours away, stuff like that. So Arkansas is just kind of close for us. And we've got we've got one that's called the Oklahoma um, Adventure Trail that goes mm -hmm. around basically the outside of the or the inside outside of the state of Oklahoma. It goes around the border close. But it's, there's no real, I mean, I want to do it and then find the adventure spots. Like, okay, mm -hmm. here's on the trail where you can pull off and go mountain biking. Here's on the trail where you can go yeah. ride the river. Here's on the trail where you can go do this. So I think it just needs to be kind of redone um, with the adventure part in mind more so than just let's get on the trail and drive. Yeah. But not to knock Oklahoma in any way. Oh, but Lee will be okay with it. But when I think of overlanding, I don't like Oklahoma isn't the first state that comes to my mind. No, I, I think it. like rolling hills and farmland. Yeah. You know, yeah, you need to watch the I, Mountain State one. They did a really, really good job. Have you okay. seen the when Mountain State stuff? Um, I've seen their stuff. I don't know if I've seen in Oklahoma. So it, they uh, came through. Lee camped with them at uh, our island that we have claimed. And then they went through the little Sahara sand dunes. Cause we've got sand and they were like, what is going on? We're in Oklahoma. Why is this here? You know? So yeah, I mean, they, they, just kinda, they did a really good, a really good series on it. So um, yeah. I'm pretty impressed cool. with them that they were able to make such a good video. Out of Those guys make great <laughs> videos. Yeah. They make really good videos. I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You should watch so, the Oklahoma one. It's pretty damn good. But actually he's got a, the series starts this year from Oklahoma. Well, they started in Arkansas, but, or where they left off, but it goes all the way up into when they went back through Nebraska, I think all yeah. through Colorado, 
Expo West or Mountain West and and all that. But I will tell you that those guys, what you see on the video, they're 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 just such the nicest guys. I mean, they I don't know they you know sometimes you and this goes back to what Michael's started talking about the beginning was that you know the telling the story and the youtube youtubers and these guys are just nice they're they're genuine they they thoroughly enjoy doing what they're doing and they really enjoy getting out and seeing a new place and um it's always fun to be around those people I mean, it yeah. really is fun to be around. I think Lee people. and I agree with you. The majority of the people that we've met and talked to have been super awesome, super nice. Yes. You know, we've got yeah. a few that, that are out there that we kind of, for whatever reason, just maybe we met them on a bad day or whatever it was. Um, but still, I mean, it's kind of like, okay, well, they're doing their thing. That's fine. Yep. No big yeah. deal. But I did yeah. want to ask, like, how long have you been doing this? I mean, you, you say relatively new. How long have you been doing the overland thing and then when did you decide to start filming your adventures yeah that's a really good question on the overlanding thing i think maybe maybe five years maybe six years not very long um i grew up on a dirt road out in weezer idaho and um you know what we do for overlanding now was what we did you know on a tuesday where i grew up so you know camping um, climbing mountains. I mean, that's how I grew up, but, um, I left, I left the country for the city for a long time and really wanted to be a city cat. And, um, and it wasn't until we moved back to Boise that I realized how amazing Idaho was, you know, like you don't appreciate it as a kid, you come back and you're like, Oh my, Oh my God, look at, you can do, you can just like leave and be, there's a whole other world right over that mountain ridge. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I think it was five or six years ago that we started my, my best buddy, Chris drugged me into, uh, using our Jeeps just off road one weekend. And that was really cool Although We all were just like, so stressed out of our mind. We're like, I remember driving this trail and I was like, I was like my hand, like I, I, I videoed it. Cause I, I just was videoing things even back then. I was like, I was like, um, Oh, I'm going to ice center my Jeep. Like I was saying this on video. Like, I think I'm going to, I think I'm like going over rock. Oh, <laughs> like I'm going to ice. Oh my god! Look at Chris crawling that massive rock, and it's like you know. So like you know, it totally shook my world in terms of like you can use vehicles to do this stuff. And then Chris took me out overlanding, and I just caught the bug. Like when when we got to these places in Idaho where you might be driving along the highway, and if you look just over the ridge, now I know, and this is what I experienced for the first time, Uh is that there is a whole network of roads, and there's a whole other world that's accessible. That's just right over the ridge. And when I got there and experienced it for the first time, I was like hooked forever. I could not get enough of it. That yeah. trip, I went to the emergency room because I, I knifed my hand, my finger really hard. I got four stitches. I was getting stitches in the emergency room and trying to reroute our trip. My, this is my first time out. I was That's using awesome. Gaia terribly. Um, and, we, and I remember asking the ER doctor, I was like, do you think, do you think maybe the guy could like keep going? And he was like, I mean... You, I just put four stitches in your finger. You want to keep camping? And I was like, yeah, I mean, is it okay? And he was like, Let I mean, it's okay. someone else use the knife. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, it's not very smart. And clearly you're not good <laughs> with a knife. But uh, so we kept going and and that was that was the beginning and the end of it. Okay, yeah. so this Black Lake, is that right? Oh, yeah. Black Lake? Yeah, yeah. 
Oh my gosh. So listen, <laughs> I passed right by you last year on my way to Pacific Northwest and mm. took this beautiful black, uh, back roads, uh, across Oregon. I don't remember the highway, but anyway, I left Boise went West and then cut up North and it was just anyway, beautiful. Yeah. But I need to go to black Lake. Oh, I, cool. I, I, oh my gosh. I saw that and I was like, Michael and I need to go there. That, that was just video beautiful. is the first time I've made a video. So like, I won't make a video to name a secret place. Right. Um, and I never give GPS coordinates, even to, even to Patreon supporters. I don't give out GPS coordinates because I don't believe in it. I believe in the, the part of the adventure is finding the route. Like that's mm-hmm. to me, that is so much part of it that I, I don't believe in shortchanging that for anybody at any cost. So sure. Um, but Black Lake is the first time it's a known place. It's a, there's a campground that's there. Um, it, it's a dispersed campground, but they've got vault toilets and it's a known place. And, uh, it's the first time I made a video where afterwards I was like, Oh no, what did I do? <laughs> oh, maybe well, I shouldn't have named that place, but you know, it's, I, the, the amount of people who are actually going to wind up going there. I mean, I don't know exactly. how many views the video has like, I don't know, maybe it has like 18 or 20,000 views. It's not like a mil- millions of views on that video. So the amount of people are going to make the trek out there and it's not easy to get to. It's probably going to be, I, you know, a few and far that's between. Okay. You could just take us. That's so all. What I, yeah. I'll take you. I'll take you. But, so I, but like, I decided to start doing on like for my Patreon and, and I've just got like a couple but what I started doing is that I'm I'm looking for dispersed places to camp in Oklahoma because there's no public land. It's all private land. Right. So we've got the yep. wildlife management areas. And for us to go do anything, we have to like find a place to camp. So I'm just putting campsites down. I'm not putting a route. I'm just mm-hmm. putting like the campsites down. They can figure out their own route or do their own thing. Um, but, but we just don't have places to camp. So yeah, that's been a big struggle here in Oklahoma. And once I started looking into that, I had a lot of people that were like, oh my gosh, I never even thought about that. And for a fishing license, you can go and camp at any of these places. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you that's know, kinda, I, that's where we're at on it, but we don't I, have I should traffic say, in I, Oklahoma. Yeah. I wouldn't, I don't judge anybody who does give out GPS coordinates. I, I don't necessarily think that it's a good idea to put GPS coordinates in a YouTube video. I think Mm -hmm. that, um, I think that if somebody, so like you can figure out almost everywhere I go, like I, you know, I, I, I'll name the road a lot of times. Um, and if you watch my videos and you put it together and you figure out where I went, which people have commented or told me on the side that they do that, they watch a video and then they go try to recreate the route. Um, if you do that to me, I think you're self-selecting in, to somebody who's going to respect the trail, who's going to respect the campsite um, versus somebody who just is um, casually watching YouTube, picks up and there's like no self-selection happening there. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I don't really have a problem with people who share. I, I don't think it's probably the best thing to just put GPS coordinates on the screen sometimes because you don't know who's going to watch that and go destroy that campground at some point, 15 years in the future. Yeah. Um, but in terms of sharing, everybody has a different way of sharing. I, I just, for me, I like to, I like to, I, I believe in the adventure of creating your own route. Well, I think there's, I think there's a big part of the adventure. Like I talk about it. I think I talked about it on the last podcast that I did was, you know, it's so overlanding the, the, the whole definition is that the journey is more important than destination. I don't agree. 
to 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 the, to the whole thing because yeah. I think the I think when you say that you're basically just saying I'm going to spend more time on the journey than I'm going to spend at the destination. That doesn't mean the destination isn't important. That doesn't mean that I'm super stoked about the destination. It just means that overall I'm investing more in the journey because I'm only going to count camp there one night usually, and then I'm going to go to the next one. So, so you're more about the journey than you are about the destination. But for some people that are like, yeah, the destination didn't really mean anything. No, I think it's still a big deal because if not, you wouldn't stand at the same place that everybody stands in front of Mount Rainier and take a picture. (laughs) That's right. Here's the difference. So you guys mentioned the Black Lake video. So Black Mm -hmm. Lake is a picturesque, beautiful lake in the seven, uh, beautiful lake in the Seven Devils Mountains in Idaho. You can drive there a very different route than we drove. So we chose to drive over the face of the deepest river canyon in North America, up and through these little mining towns, finding our way up to uh, a, a lookout, you know, a mountain, a fire lookout, and then winding our way down into the lake. You can drive there much more directly than that. So yeah. like to me, it's sightseeing. Like we're mm-hmm. sightseeing and picking that fun, interesting way in which to, to get to a destination, I think is half of it but the destination is half of it yeah like i i don't i don't enjoy staying at crappy campsites yeah, i don't no, enjoy that sucks. at all i want to stay at a yeah. free place i want to well, find in fact, nice. if, if shy if shy from uh, out and back oregon is watching this at any point he took us to like a very crappy campsite on our way to overland expo Pacific <laughs> northwest last yeah. year <laughs> like so, the grossest dirtiest hot springs ever sometimes this it happens this black lake though you you touched on something you said it was well known and in your video correct me if i'm wrong but in the background i could have swore on the other side of the lake i saw multiple campers and vehicles and did i hear like atvs or something running in the yep. background during you wow okay you okay. do your homework, man. Yeah. So yeah, um, I could have cropped in and cut that stuff out, but I don't think that's right. Like, I don't want to be dishonest. No, but um, you could yeah. tell you could, you could, I, I heard it and I thought, man, that sounds like a UTV in the background. And then one of your pans across the lake, I was like, yep. I think that's a camper over there yep. on the other yep. side. It so, caught the edge of the campsite. Yeah. Or edge of the yeah. campground. But, but that also showed you that, you can go to a place like that. And we do sometimes like Black Lake. You can go to a place like that that has a campground. And yeah. there might be even people at it. But there was nobody else on the lake when my kids are on that paddleboard. I know. We and had the lake to ourselves. Looked, it was pristine looking. Though. It was. It was just incredible. So like, you know, people don't ruin a place. Um, yeah. It, so you can still go and enjoy even if there's people there. I don't like that. I knew that we were going to get it at Black Lake, but I wanted to get there. Um, right. I, I would much prefer to be way, way, way out away from people. But as long as they're, as long as you don't experience them mm-hmm. <laughs> in yeah. any way, it's right, totally fine. right. Yeah. Like at two o'clock in the morning, they're across the lake in the echo from the boombox thing or whatever you know, oh. the stereo. Yeah, Shooting that kind of. Yeah. I get. I get yeah. real curmudgeony. Yeah, I get real curmudgeony when that happens. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, yeah, I'm that way about my campsite. But like, you know, we talked to Brad about it. And Brad's like, the whole time I want to be away from people. Like, mm-hmm. right. Brad's like, I, I, and Regina was like, well, I just kind of like people. And I told when you have to get like, you know, resupply and you go into some little small town and have to get stuff and people come up to you and go what are you doing like 
what is this stuff you've got on your truck? And you get to <laughs> yeah, talk right. about it. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and they're like, you came here from where to do what? You know, that yeah. just blows their mind. But I like that part of it. And I like going into the diner sometimes and getting something mm-hmm. to eat. And, you know, kind of like you did with going to some of the small towns and, and getting to meet people and, and stuff like that. That That's yeah. part of overlanding to me is is also going and seeing what the different cultures across the United States are like, because they're different. Yes. Um, uh, Small towns in rural places are different, just way different. And the people there are way different. And, you know, Idaho is such an interesting place because it has, it's a bunch of lone wolves. Um, You know, the fur trappers and traders were the first people here and then miners and miners don't take kindly to people kind of encroaching on their territory. Mm. Neither do trappers and traders. And so like, there's this culture here of like, this is my spot. And yeah. uh, I remember <laughs> I was driving to Jarbage, Nevada a few years ago. We were on a, a guy's trip out to Jarbage and um, we had a local guide who was kind of taking us uh, through this, this uh, river Canyon where there were some campgrounds and he pulled into this campground. Um, and just, I just hear on the radio, he's like, Hey guys, this is a great campground. It's the best one around here. We're going to love it. Just let me, you know, let me pull in and we'll figure out where we're going to go. And about 15 seconds later on the radio, he goes, Oh, uh, guys, there's somebody else here and he's not friendly. <laughs> and so we just went to a completely different like campground, you know, like 10 miles away because like there is this, there is this vibe you have to be really careful about in the Idaho backcountry. Um, and yet when you get into these towns, as long as you're super respectful of their culture, you get a sense that there's a really strong community. Yeah. Um, and they will like, they, they are there for you when, when you need them. Um, so like, you know, if you need something, they're there, but you know, if you come in with kind of like, if you, if you come in with kind of like, I'm, I'm a consumer, you know, I'm just passing through attitude you can get really strong pushback in Idaho. And I'm sure that's true in other small communities as well. Probably. I I would say that would, would be the fact. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There's a guy, when you said that reminded me of something, there's a guy I watched too uh, on YouTube as well. Uh, He does a lot of trout fishing. He's from Arkansas, but he spends Mm -hmm. a lot of time in Idaho uh, and um, Wyoming and Montana during the summer months. And he was fishing uh, it wasn't in Idaho, but it was in Montana. He was fishing and he'd walk downstream. And when he came back, there were three vehicles parked next to him and they had set up this big tent and all this stuff. And he's like, that would Hey, crazy. I, and he had his truck there, his, you know, uh, with a camper shell thing on it. And mm-hmm, he's mm-hmm. like, Hey, um, I'm camping here. And they're like, well, you just got a pickup truck with a topper on it. We don't know what you're doing. And he goes, but don't you see all my stuff? <laughs> and this guy, <laughs> yeah. and, this, and this guy was a local and he's like, well, we camp here all the time. This is kind of our spot. And he's like, I get it, but I was already here. Yeah. And you're like six feet from me. <laughs> so the guy hands him like a hundred dollar bill and tells him to go find another spot. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Huh. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I had a, so I did a video on this actually. We, Chris and I were out testing our gear in the rain. We were going to do this big trip to Hell's Canyon and we had this massive storm front that came in. And so what was like a five day trip turned into like an overnighter with Chris and I. Um, we went up the, uh, the middle fork of the Boise River and we were trying to find a camp spot. 
and uh, and we uh, we started unpacking our camp, and we just hear this truck and a trailer just screaming, like driving way too fast. You know, like kind of clanky clank, all yeah, the stuff yeah. bouncing around that coming in. And this guy came rolling into our camp, and I came out, and I was like, "Well, I had my camera out, and I was like videoing stuff, and I was like, whoa, 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 like hold up, what are what are you doing here?" And he goes, "Are you putting shovels in the dirt?" <laughs> I was like, "What are you what are you talking about?" And he goes, what? I need to ask you, he goes, I need to ask you right now, are you digging holes? And I was like, like a fire pit? Like, a, like to go to the bathroom? Like, what are you talking about? He's like, this is my claim. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean your claim? He's like, this is my mining claim. And I was like, oh, I was like, dude, I, I am, I'm just camping. Like I'm just a YouTuber. Like, and he was like hot and he had, a, and he had a buddy that pulled up behind him who was like standing outside the truck just you know like i feel like he had i a piece. remember that one i feel like he, i feel like he had a piece on him you didn't there, you never saw his buddy his buddy was back there like covering him you know what i mean like he had cover yeah. on us and and i was i was like this is one of those situations where nothing else really matters except not having a conflict and yeah, so yeah. um so so he i was like I was like, tell me more, (laughs) tell me more. What is this? What are you talking about? You know, just leaned into him. I knew what was going on, but I was like, trying, just trying to be friends with him. And, and he showed me his mining claim. We started talking and, and I was like, oh, it's so interesting because we thought there was a really nice, you know, a really nice campfire and bench there to sit by the fire. And, and he was like, you know, somebody has been putting shovels in my dirt and I've been waiting. And basically he said like, I've been waiting to get them. Oh, geez. And I was like, we're going to (laughs) go. He was like, well, he he was like, you guys can camp. If you guys want to stay, you can camp over there. And I was like, well, first of all, we can camp here if we want to, like, just to be clear, but we're not going to like, we're going to leave. Like, this is not your private land. This is your mining claim, but we are going to leave. Totally. Did he actually have like the paper that said this? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. He brought it with him. Oh yeah. Yep. You showed it. I think you showed a quick glimpse of it in the video. Yeah. Yeah, wow. that was a tense moment. I, I'm not gonna I'm, lie; I yeah. think I've watched every video you have. <laughs> I've watched quite yeah, a few. I'm sorry. I, yeah. I went back and watched your. I think it was your first one, and I, I love know. how it starts off. It sounds like you're getting onto the kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And your wife's like, yeah. "That made it." <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's like, "Everybody's gonna know." Yeah. So, so like uh, our um, oh, adventures with chances here. That's awesome. Um, our take, my take on on making videos is like, we don't need to take ourselves so seriously. Like the truth is we are a bunch of dorks and nerds and, you know, we've got trucker mouths and we tell inappropriate jokes and we have so much fun. And like, I think that sometimes overlanding videos can get a little precious or a little bit like we're so tough, you know, and that's just, that's never been my experience. Even with tough guys, we have, we were dumb. We tell jokes. And so that kind of idea of keeping a lighter sense of, of the trip, a lighter sense of the relationships is really important to me. And I try to, now I'm getting better at getting a camera on it on these kind of stupid mm-hmm. little right. moments, because yeah. that's to me, like, that's real. We are tough too, but we don't have to pretend yeah, that we're you, tough on in video. In the beginning, you're like, well, I got to show that I'm a, I'm a real outdoorsman overlander like adventurous yeah. kind of person. Stick and really the it's story. the quirky, stupid stuff that people remember. Yeah. And that people I was, like yeah. bring up. I was super sentimental. Like when I started, I was like, I was like, this is overlanding. Like, you know, like <laughs> this touches your soul. And I've, I've, I've realized that that is uh, too heavy, too much. 
Um, and that uh, really you don't need to go that far. Like all you need to do is just show your trip and people will meet you half viewers, including myself and Kate, who's the best critic will meet you there halfway. Like you don't need to tell us that it's an amazing trip. Don't you need to say like, you know, this is what overlanding means. You don't need to say that, show it, show what you're doing. And people are like, Oh, I want to go do that. You know, that's, that's the inspiring part. I think when you don't tell, you just show. Now, speaking of trips, and speaking of doing all the things, we haven't even hit on, what are you driving? Tell us about oh, your rig. Good, great question. And I see all these questions popping up on the side. I just want to say, everybody, I, these are awesome questions. I love you. I love these questions. And I would I would love to answer them, but I tend to be long-winded. Um, my, my, my rig is a 2013 Jeep uh, Wrangler JKU Sahara. Um, and it, we bought it. We did not buy Rubicon. Rubicon. I thought a Rubicon was a stupid investment at the time. I was oh, like, yeah. why would we buy a Rubicon? But now you can buy like, a Sahara. Damn, it would have been nice. <laughs> oh my God. I, with the new gears and the lockers and <laughs> yeah. all the stuff I've done to this thing, I've spent way more on this, on this Sahara than I would have if I just would have bought a Rubicon. Um, but I love it. It's like, it's our adventure mobile. We bought it as a convertible. We thought it would be just like a fun convertible car to drive around town, like a mole crawler for reals. And, um, and now it's our adventure mobile. And that thing is like, it's, it has a name. We named it Finn. Um, and Finn, for those of you who, um, Oh, uh, the Magruder murders friendship story. So that's a whole other tangent. Um, but I'm guessing that's, I'm guessing that's Cindy over at Northology. Um, so, 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 um, Finn, the name Finn, just so you know, um, is the first named stormtrooper in Star Wars. And wow. so, so a stormtrooper is another word for a white Jeep, right? We call them stormtroopers. Mm-hmm. And so, to me, I thought that was super, super fun. Um, kind of, uh, I don't know if it's a deep cut or not, but, <laughs> um, I think it's, I think it's kind of cool. So, I'm a total Star Wars fan. Grew up on Star Wars. I'm not like I don't know every single detail of you know every Star Wars world ever, but I like Star Wars, and I thought that was kind of a cool, cool name. Well, I'm glad you cleared so, that up because I was wondering how'd you come up with like that's a unique name. Like that's yeah. pretty cool. Have yeah. you always been a Jeep kind of guy? I mean, do you like? Is that always been something that, or is that the first one you've ever had? I I have always been a Jeep guy, and the reason I've always been a Jeep guy is because my best friend has always been a Jeep guy. Like uh, I haven't, tr- yeah. <laughs> I haven't truly been a Jeep guy until about I would say like four years ago. So, um, yeah, that's kind of interesting. I made a video about that. Hang on a second. You know why God created Toyotas, right? Because Jeeps need heroes too. I feel like I feel like Lee's like reading an email right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it played he on. Made it played on this video. <laughs> It played on the screen. You probably didn't see it, but you'll see it in the video. Oh, okay. Okay. It, yeah. It so basically it plays, says, "Go ahead and tell him what it, it says." It it says, uh, "You know why God made Toyotas, right? Because Jeeps need heroes too." Oh my gosh! Here's okay. what's dumb. <laughs> Here's what's dumb. We are not Toyota people. Yeah, yeah. we're not Toyota people. So he makes yeah. this video and shows me, and I was like, "We talk shit on Toyota all the time. <laughs> why would you do that?" I mean, hey, that's the fun though. Like. Like talking trash on somebody else's rig is oh, yeah. so much fun. But but I think I think like there are people who like really 
Oh. It's like a belief system. Yeah. You know, like when they don't really appreciate somebody else. It's like, I love somebody's Subaru build. And to me, mm-hmm. I would like never do a Subaru build, but I love that somebody else did it and they're using it to go have an adventure. But I will still, yeah. I will still give them a very hard time Absolutely. about driving a Subaru. Yeah. Like and, at the same, and at the same time, you'll compliment them on, Dude, that's original. That's really cool yeah. what you did. I mean, yeah. I get it. Totally yeah. get that. Michael, yeah, I'm one of those. I started yeah. with the Jeep Liberty and nobody starts doing this with the Jeep Liberty. Yeah. That's and a it was one, fun dude. until it died. Yeah. And then it died. And I got a Nissan Pro 4X because I wanted that factory locker. I was like, that's a big uh, deal. Yeah. So. Uh, oh, Jason Perry thought I started at eight, probably mountain time. Um, so there was a question in here that uh, Jeremy had. I think it uh, to me, like I really want to answer this one. Uh, yeah, it's an honest question. Yeah. About your content creation. Sometimes it takes months to produce a video. What's happening between recording and publishing. Do you have, you know, and do your, do your viewers mind the delay? I don't know if they mind the delay or not. Um, I am always editing, like I'm editing, like I'm sitting at my editing desk right now. Um, it just takes a long time. And, and sometimes when you get behind by a week or two weeks and that stacks up a video that you shot in August (laughs) doesn't get published until February. Um, there's no way. And, 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 um, and, and, and it's also sequencing for me. So like, I don't publish vids as they happen. Some people can do that and they're really great at it, but I have a different kind of content list. So I'm, I, I'm trying to grow my channel. I have Mm -hmm. ridiculous, stupid goals for my channel this year in terms of how much I want it to grow. And part of that is, is it's kind of like one, one for them. Um, so, so there are videos that I make that I put into the queue that I know will be kind of search term, like longer, like, you know, a few gear reviews and things like that. And every time I put one of those in, it puts in another week or two off of a trip video. Mm -hmm. The truth is I have, I think another six trips in the queue right now that I haven't edited. Um, and I'm working through them and they're awesome. Like some of them like I'm getting better guys, like with the camera, like I, I'm not good, but I'm getting better with the camera. And so some of them are just like going to be so much fun to publish. And my hope is that the people who watch my videos are not watching for real time vlogging, kind of like what's going on right. in Will's life right now. They're watching my hope. And my goal is they're watching for a good story. My, my hope is that when you see Venture to Rome pop up on your feed, you're like, I'll click, I'll click on a Venture to Rome. Because yeah. he sometimes he does some interesting stuff, so I'll watch it. Um, and uh, you know, I I I'm not gonna say I put my foot in it a little bit, but I published a hunting video where I went hunting. I went on a wolf hunt, wolf which hunt. is that was awesome, controversial. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and that was kind of like one for us, one for or one for me, one for them. That one was for me. I published that video because that is you know, I believe in that. I believe in being connected to the earth. I believe in um, hunting as a sustainable way of, of sourcing your food as a way of like taking money away from meat farms. You know, I, there's a whole yeah. stuff that I, but I've never done it really like that. Um, and so to dive into it, and we were on a wolf hunt and a wolf hunt, like a wolf hunt in the winter when you've never really hunted is not, you're not hunting wolves. You're going on a winter hike. Like there was yeah. zero chance that we were going to fire our weapons, like zero chance. And we knew that and we talked about it. Like we were under no assumptions that we were going to actually fire weapons, but, um, but you know, not everybody liked that video. Um, and so, 
so as I'm thinking about publishing these videos, I'm thinking about sequencing them, one for us, one for me, one for them, um, and trying to make, try, and trying to get better at my craft. And so I've been working on this intro for my next video for a week and a half, a week and a half on, on the first 45 seconds. Hmm. And, you know, some people would say that's a total waste of time, but I love it. And I think it's going to be awesome. Well, like it starts, with, it starts with Gatlin guns going off in the background. I well, mean, that's cool. come on. It's okay. like, you have it's my, worth you have my, you have my attention. Yeah, yeah ex exactly. Exactly. From a helicopter flying in the dark. So anyway, um, dang, uh, that, yeah. that sounds like a Dylan kind of thing. I think it's going to be so cool. In no. Dylan in, in Arizona, uh, they make reloading equipment, but they actually have a deal where you can go pay money, get into their Blackhawk, go out on their private land with a with a minigun, and there's cases, thousands of rounds, and they're tracers, and at night you can shoot the cars and everything out there. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's what was happening. Yeah, yeah. we were on a we were on a target range on, on an army and air force target range, and they were active, and it was really. Uh, it was really, it was really scary, <laughs> but it was you know, pretty. So pretty that's what, what I think amazing is finding out everybody's like process. You know, we right, had yeah. Independence Overland on, and I was t asking him about his process and how long it takes, and you know, and all all this different stuff. And he was like, he's like you, he loves the editing process. It'll take him weeks to get videos out and all that kind of stuff. And and then I was like, dude, I get mine out like the next day. And he's like, what? I wish. I was like, I get back in town. <laughs> I upload all the videos. I put them in. I know the sequence they're going to be in. And I just put them in there and go. Yeah. Wow. And he's like, dude. But my backgrounds as a professional photographer where I have to get, I'm just used to getting this stuff out there fast. Yeah. To make yeah. the clients happy. So wow, that's probably why. But yeah, yeah I, I don't I, know. I'm too impatient probably also. I can't, I can't do it, man. I can't spend more. I can't, I can only, it's like my creativity runs in chunks and then it's depleted and I gotta, I gotta go do something else. Gotcha. Like I can't, yeah. you know, three or four hours is, is as much as I can spend in, in one session. Oh, it editing. only takes me, it takes me 35 to 40 minutes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, that sounds so, amazing. Let me ask you this. What, uh, and you don't have to elaborate in great detail, but uh, the video, what kind of, I mean, did you get a lot of people? Was it hate kind of stuff? Because for the wolf, I one? get it. Uh, yeah, oh. the wolf one. Because here's yeah. the thing: I'll say stuff on here jokingly, <laughs> and then I'll get some hate mail from somebody saying, "You know, it's just inappropriate you to say that." And and I mean, I have my replies, which I won't share here, but they're <laughs> colorful. I'll say that. I yeah. I um, I I have a different approach. I love i rarely rarely do i delete a comment or hide it rarely if it's right if it is derogatory if it's bullying if it's like totally off topic like somebody was kind of preaching the gospel on one then i i was like i don't do this but i'm gonna delete this comment because come on um yeah and not that i have anything against preaching the gospel but it's like that's not what the video is about um uh so like i tend to like i try to lean into those comments and i did get comments i so it's so funny on that wolf video there was two there were two instances where somebody posted like i can't believe you made this video i'm out and and I, my response was Bye. like no my response was like i totally get that maybe just give it a give it a try i mean yeah, obviously my whole they thesis didn't of the watch. video is like yeah it's like it's like 
if it makes you uncomfortable, understand it. And then you have a better basis to say no, that you don't like it. And, um, and in two instances, uh, people then watch the video and, and they commented back and they're like, this brings back such great memories of like hunting with my grandpa. And like, so, you know, I, I think, I don't think YouTube likes showing firearms and hunting and it's not good for advertising and those kinds of things. So like that video hasn't gotten kind of the, the widespread, you know, views that maybe some other videos did. And some people were just done. They just saw it and they were like, nope, I'm totally done. And the first three days of posting that video, you can kind of watch your YouTube analytics. Um, and I'm in a couple feedback groups and I got it from my feedback group too. Uh, at least one person in the feedback group was like, dude, you, this was the dumbest thing. You should not have posted this video because like, it was like unsubscribe, subscribe, unsubscribe. Like just people were just like clearly unsubscribing, but the new ones would come in and it was kind of like netting zero. Leveled it out. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, usually when I post a video, there's hundreds, you know, or, you See, know, and that's funny for, for me. I was like, this is such a different turn. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. why I wanted to watch it. There's like, more okay, coming. I got more I, like I, that coming. I've seen what he nor I've seen like his trips. So I, I kind of so, know what to expect most of the time. So this is a left turn. I want to see how he covers this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I want to see the story that's going to be behind this. And, and I was like, he's not even going to see a wolf. (laughs) That's right. That's that's right. But we heard one. We heard. Yeah. yeah, You know. Yeah. Yeah. But we we heard one. We heard one. That was, that was pretty amazing, by the way. That was like an incredible moment. (laughs) Oh, I bet. So it kind of brings up a, a, a question here. I mean, this is kind of an interesting topic in adventures with, with chance says YouTube don't like the pew pews. Yeah, yeah that's he's right. True. Uh, but so let me ask you a question. Have you ever thought of a different platform to post your videos on that you could monetize? Uh, like, uh, how about Odyssey? I've never heard of Odyssey. It, uh, okay, so Odyssey <laughs> is is actually it's a really nice platform, but and I've started posting some of my stuff on there too. Uh, Ed Shin posts all his videos on there. I mean, he posts them on YouTube, but he also yeah. posts them on there. It's a uh, it's a decentralized. It's like a crypto, you know, it's built off the blockchain mm. kind of stuff. But it's really nice, and you know, people can tip you. Uh, cryptocurrency and you know all kind of stuff anyway the more you post the more you make and i'm I'm open to it i'm open to it i I think that but here's what i'll say about youtube though so um youtube is the only platform that really partners with creators like really partners like tiktok doesn't do it instagram is trying to but they're failing miserably in my opinion and so like they are making money off of you so they found a way to have somebody else make their product Right. Yeah. So Instagram oh, yeah. has somebody else make their product. Their product is pictures and videos and entertainment, but they don't do any of it. They just, yeah. they kind of force you to do it. Force is the wrong word, but they try to incentivize you to do it. Well, they did that undercover for a while and didn't have to pay anybody. And, and, and then, you know, things started to change. Now they, they kind of have to because TikTok came around. Yeah. Um, but YouTube's always been there. YouTube figured out early on we're an advertising company, we're, we're a search engine and an advertising company. And to the extent that these people who are creating content can generate ads that are, that our advertisers pay for, we're going to share that with them to incentivize them to create more content. Now, 
I'm not one to really complain about the YouTube algorithm because I think if you make great videos that people want to watch, you'll have a lot less to complain about. Um, right. And I keep I, doing wrong. <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> so like, I, you know, I think that YouTube's actually is a really wonderful platform for people who want to create. Now, the threshold, the thing that is hard about YouTube is that the threshold to, to make real money on YouTube is really high. So it is... Yeah. It is a grind. Um, Sean from Story Tell Now, he made 52 videos last year. That's one a week. And they're yeah. almost all adventure videos. So he's yeah. going out every single week and, and filming it and editing it and posting it. That dude is incredible what, what he turns out. But that grind is, is really, really tough. So to the extent that another platform can figure out how to reduce the grind, like gear more towards quality over quantity and reward creators for doing it, I'd, I'd be interested. Well, I think the thing about YouTube is it's kind of, I, I don't, I like YouTube. I, I agree with you. And, and, but what I will say is that I hate the fact that YouTube, like a lot of these others dictate so much, for instance, the pew pew videos. Yeah. What's the harm in it? If you're not trying to teach somebody how to, you know, make a boom, you know, in a backpack yeah. on the side of a, of a road or something, then what's the harm in it? And yeah. you can't use certain terminologies. And I mean, you know, demolition ranch, that guy, he's got what, 10 and a half million followers, subscribers on his. I mean, the guy makes a ton of money and he has the, he can't say the word, you know, gun. Yeah. You, you, so like, I think that there is harm in it, honestly, it, because the reason there's harm in it is because they have, uh, AI looking at videos, not real people. Oh yeah. And so they have to like gauge their kind of constraints down to an AI algorithm versus a real person saying, is this harmful? No, it's, this is not harmful versus like, right. yes, this dude or this person is clearly making content. That's trying to teach people to make, you know, explosives yeah. or whatever. So like, so, so that's where I think people, I think get caught up and get caught up in the, in the, constraint that youtube's placed on it but my video wasn't demonetized i'm making money on it. i'm just not making as much as you know others and and honestly part of that is because um the pew pew stuff isn't as broadly appealing as a trip to black lake so more people yeah, are gonna true. watch that and click on it and i'm gonna get more advertisers and um but uh, somebody posted you know in the comments i heard that youtube doesn't monetize um firearm stuff and that's not true they do, do you you do have to make sure that you go through like when you kind of click through your rating on what you're yeah. posting, be honest about it, which I was like, this is shows firearms, but it shows them used in a responsible way, like in a gun range and things like that. Yeah. Um, and they'll, you know, that's fine. What they don't want is to, is for you to show how someone else can manufacture a firearm. That's like a big, a big deal to them or sell parts that can be put together to manufacture firearms. Which is and exactly they have good what Lee does. <laughs> they have good reasons for that. They, they don't mind but if I, you like. I have a license, though, Michael. I have well, a license. No, yeah, no, no, that's I know. fine. That's fine. They, I don't think they have yeah. a problem with that. I think they, but the, what, what they don't want is for like, you know, 3D for like, printing a Glock or something. Yes, yeah, I get that. That's exactly it. That's what, and yeah. that's like a, an extreme scenario, but because it's not human, they can't really make a judgment call on that. It's got to be. An yeah. And, and the AI stuff is, is insanely crazy. 
I mean, it really is. If you guys have been watching the AI stuff, a minute ago, Michael made the kind of definition of overlanding. So I put it into my AI algorithm here, and it yeah. kicked me off a two-sentence uh, definition of what AI thinks overlanding is. It's yeah. pretty cool. Like your mm -hmm. Magruder thing, yeah. type it in, and it gives me a whole history about that. It's like, right. well, that, I like, think, it's like I think, chat something, chat GPS. Chat G, or, yeah. Yeah, GPT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's so, what it is. Yeah. So Lee, I think I think when you when you say like there's other there's other avenues to use, yeah, right now they're just accepting everything that comes in. But if they ever got as big as YouTube and had to deal with all the 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 companies that advertise and stuff, they would have to back off too. Because YouTube's only backing off on some of that stuff because they have gotten pressure from Coca-Cola or whoever it may be that's saying Hey, look, we're not real comfortable with these things. You need to, you know, not put so much of that out. That's why it got started. Like in 2000, I think 17, there was a video made that was very controversial. It had some racist kind of stuff in it that a, a normal YouTuber did. And that's when a lot of the advertising companies said, we're not going to give you any money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've got to because yeah, they're automating out. it too. They're automating their ads, and they're like, "Wait a yeah. minute, I paid for what? Like, I didn't mean yeah. to put my ad on that." Yeah. So, I mean, well, I think it's reasonable, but it's just the constraints don't allow for like subjective uh, decision making. Mm -hmm. Well, mm -hmm. and here's the thing: the like the other platforms, and I'll give you an, this Odyssey for an example. It's a decentralized, so nobody owns the content. Nobody can. Re the only I say nobody. The only content that can be removed is if somebody were to say, uh, this is how you build a bomb. And this is, you know, something like that. Anything gun related, anything of that kind of stuff, unless you're in trying to teach somebody to inflict harm, they can't get rid of this stuff. And so like you look at Odyssey, there's 15,000 contributors 30 and 30 million there's roughly 30 million views on a on any given day that's nothing compared to to youtube yeah but it is something yeah and it's yeah. A, it's yeah. always an alternative and anyway we've gone down another rabbit hole i um, know i want to talk to you about your awning oh yeah oh okay. yeah let's talk about it yeah i've got one too you got you have a rugged bound or a, yeah, a big Theo, country Theo, Theo, yeah, sent me. Now I've got the big one. <laughs> I see your awning is bigger than mine. <laughs> your right. yeah. And and you know, and it's funny because I watched the video um about that and you watched the one I posted today? Yeah, I watched mounting? it today. Oh geez, okay. Yeah, I watched it today. Yeah, cool. The mounting part of it, like I was lucky because I have a um quick pitch rooftop tent. And mm -hmm. it has, you know, Slot. places where I actually already had the brackets for an awning on it. And Theo yeah. was just like, just use those. So mine was like within 15 minutes, mine was bolted onto the. But yours is a, yours must be a wedge tent, right? Like yes. our, our clamshell. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. So I didn't even think about how hard it would be with a normal rack and having um, like a, a tent like yours that opens up. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That was oh, quite wow. the task, man. It you, was. That was a task. It was. So like, so, uh, so let me just start by saying this is, in, it's an incredible awning. Oh, um, yeah. And in full disclosure, Theo's, Theo sent me an awning. awning. Yeah. Yeah. It's full freestanding 270 awning. Uh, Theo sent it to me, um, I, you know, as a sponsor of, of my channel. 
So I didn't pay anything for it. And in return, you know, I agreed to make content around it. Um, But Theo and I were really aligned on like, you know, I'm, I will, I'm not a brand basher, but I'm also like, I will also always give an honest overview of something. And if there's something that like is real bad, then I won't post the video, but I'll let the person know. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I won't post a video yeah. that's bashing a brand. It is like that does no good. But you I'll just give not, your feedback to that company and say, exactly. hey, look, this is the problem. And so yeah. Theo and I were totally aligned on that. And but I'll tell you that so this this awning, uh, if you have a like a eye camper style cantilever tent, which I think is really like for people like me, we have a family of four, two small kids. We all fit in that, we all fit in my rooftop tent and it's a hard shell. It's awesome. It's a rad tent. Yeah, you're not doing that um, in a wedge style tent like mine. Like it's two right, people. exactly. That's so like so you got to mount this awning on the side of your rack, um, and when that when when your eye camper opens, like if it's sitting on your rack this way and it opens, well when it opens that side drops down. Yeah, and if your awning's right there, exactly, you, it'll come down on top of your awning. Either press your awning down, or you know, lots of bad things can happen there. And so figuring out how to place that awning so it would fit in the constraints of that type of a tent was really difficult and. And this awning is a true freestanding. Like I sent Theo a picture, a, a bunch of pictures in a video. I it was so of, funny. And he was like, I like made it out Why to be your like, down? yeah, yeah. I made it out to be like much more mild. Theo was a little bit more animated. He was like, why do you have a ball? So he was like, I don't want it. He was like, I was like, I don't want to ruin my awning. And he was like, ruin it. He was like, I'll send you another one and just ruin it. Like go for it. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. I, I get it. So, yeah. um, that's but, funny. Uh, but that hinge, that hinge has to be mounted at the very back corner of your rack. And here's what I learned. I was really at first, I went back and forth with Theo many times on this. At first, I was really like, Theo, this is your problem because you're selling an awning that is difficult to install. Like my OVS, I can just put it anywhere I want on the rack because you can put those, you can put the brackets anywhere you want on there. You don't have to have the corner on there. And he was like, but that's not going to work. And I was like, well, it worked for me for 18 months when I had the other awning. So like, I'm a consumer saying, why would I choose this really difficult install versus this OVS, which was a really easy install. And I'm not bashing OVS or anything, but they have a different approach. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Big Country 4x4, it's like expedition grade. It's like, it, this will not break. And OVS is like, we have a great customer service policy you know, we have parameters on how you can use this thing. And if you stick within those parameters and it breaks, we'll, we'll replace it. And that's happened. My, um, my buddy Chris has got a new rooftop tent because they honored their, their mm-hmm. product. So nothing bad on OVS at all. It's just a different approach. And so getting that thing mounted was really interesting. I have a, I have a buddy, um, I think it's like 470 adventures this is his Instagram handle, Michael. And he has a plasma cutter and he knows how to use AutoCAD. And he, we designed these things to get it Dude, on there. And it was, you guys made look yeah. legit. They were, they, they're, I mean, they're like indestructible. They're awesome. But Did here's the problem. Coat them? Yeah. No, I didn't powder coat them. I just, I just oh, okay. put a bunch of coats of paint on them. Um, uh, they, they, it's like a quarter inch of steel or something like that, that these, that these brackets are made out of. And so I had to actually get quarter inch spacers for my tent. Because it was like sitting off camber uh, on those things. Yeah. And so t- that was the hardest part of the install. I didn't show in the video because it was kind of relevant. But like 
I had to put these spacers, like we cut these spacers that like, you know, the, the, the bolts that drop down, mm-hmm. um, that you like put the bracket over on your rip yeah. tent, secure it up. Well, by the way, pro tip use, um, lawnmower handle wing nuts okay on your rooftop tent uh bolts because you can just hand tighten them and they're so easy so fast i probably saved myself 45 minutes um every time i take the tent off but um but when you have a steel spacer that you're trying to get up there and get them all four of them like in the spacers at the same time it was it took me like three hours to get that thing on there and i'm like not taking my tent (laughs) off i'm like not taking it off now one of those guys who just like is, drives the grocery it, store with his tent on. It is expedition like quality. Like he was even yeah. telling me that a dude rolled his vehicle. Whoa. And he was like, Do I need to send it? He was like, No, it's fine. Yeah, like, it's amazing. No it's really kidding. good. It's really good. It, like all it, it all opens fine. It all does its thing. And that was the only yeah. thing that made it. I know Jeremiah's on here from or he was anyway from uh, over the pioneers and he has one. Yeah. Um, and I know he's beat it up a bunch too. Like they, they're, I, uh, it's amazing that they haven't really made a go at the U S market until now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've got an, I'm going to have a new build coming up. I'm going to have a couple new rigs in the house. We're trying to figure out which ones they're going to be. Um, but I'm, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to get rid of my awning. I think I'm going to f- yeah. figure out how to use that on the next build too. So what I think, you, I think you, you need a ZR too. No, I mean, Hey, those are good rigs. I'm not saying <laughs> I'm not saying they're bad rigs. I just posted. Uh, a, I did a. Bill I did a hates ZR two. No, 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 no. no, Chris had Chris had his Chris had a Colorado, um, mm-hmm. and uh, he got rid of it for a Gladiator. Um, and I'm not, nothing he's about to do the same thing. Yeah, I think. I, actually, Are Nate from Dirt Lifestyle. Gladiator? Nate from Dirt Lifestyle just did a great video on Toyota oh, versus man. Gladiator. That, Tacoma. That comparison um, was spot on. Yeah, that he did. And, and and the cool thing, one of the coolest things is he's like, "Here's what I did to lift, put 40s on my Gladiator. Here's what I had to do to put 40s oh, on my yeah. Tacoma." And it's truck. like. It's like a fifteen thousand dollar difference. Yeah. Um. So you know, I think gladiators are probably like the most versatile, overlanding rig right now. See, that's, here's that's the deal. On the market. Here's I disagree. Here's here's my dream vehicle. I've told Lee this many times. I've said it on the show. My dream vehicle. I go and win the lottery tomorrow. This is mm-hmm. what I'm spending money on. I'm getting a diesel, JL. Okay. And I'm getting the American Safari XL extension for it. Oh, like what uh, Epic over uh, Epic Family Adventures exactly got. like what? Yeah, they yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because I think well, that I've always been a big fan of like the Troopy and the Defender 110 and all that kind of stuff. But I only like them whenever they have the top that opens up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So with the American Safari XL, you get 14 inches longer. Yep. And you get the pop top on it and you can stand mm-hmm. up. You can you pull lose the departure angle, though. Huh? You lose departure angle, though. Well, that's fine. I'm going to put 37s on it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That's, okay. <laughs> As you put a lift in 37, I mean, 37s aren't enough. But if you put a lift in 30s, like like Sean from Storytel Now says, if you put 37s and I think it's a five and a half, lin, uh, five and a half inch lift on a gladiator, you've basically made something that can do anything that a, a Wrangler can do. 
and, because and it's I got think enough your departure angle is probably pretty close to what the gladiator is. Uh, right. your breakover angle will be the same. Yeah, yeah, your breakover angle will be the same, but your departure angle. I mean, look, you can put a because lift the on gladiator's a lot longer in the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You no, know, your your modified JL, what you're talking about, would be, mm-hmm. I think, would have a better departure angle than a gladiator. Yeah, and sure. and really, I don't. I'm not going to do any rock crawling. So really, it's like, I mean, it's it's a it's an expedition vehicle. It's not. I, I'm not going to do. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. How many people are you traveling with? Uh, usually just me and maybe my kid. Two. Yeah, and you need and you need to like do an extension on your. Well, here's the deal. I would also like the whole idea is that I would damn near almost live out of this thing. Uh, Okay, okay. I want to. I want to be able to. I want to be able to pull into camp, open. I don't want to have to pull my kitchen crap out. Mm -hmm. I don't want to have to. You know, I. I don't want to have to. I want to be able to sit inside and edit, and like sit up. Why don't you get a trailer then, dude? Like, I mean, hey, what? What, what it boils down to? What it boils down to tra- is, I, pull trailer. Yeah, I, I get is that. Yeah. Michael's just thick, and he needs the space. <laughs> when you got hey, balls like these, you got to be able to put them on. <laughs> Michael's, the table Michael's like, look, I gotta have somewhere to put them. <laughs> that's look. This like getting older thing is legit. Yeah, you do need more space. You do need. Yeah. More space. Yeah. So I mean, that's kind of. And really, it's whenever I saw um, the Epic Family Adventure. Whenever yeah. I saw theirs, that's when I was like, "Yes, yeah." Mm-hmm. I saw. I thought yeah. it was really interesting too. Yeah, I don't know if I would do it or not, but I I want to see one. You know, like I want to go see theirs or oh, see it's, somebody's it's, at like an. Oh, we got man. to see them when they were in Oklahoma, and it mm. was. They had just really, gotten that too. I think. Yeah, yeah mm. they they had just gotten it and was, made their way up to Oklahoma. Like it changed the whole Jeep to me. Like I had always been like, eh, I'd, I'd rather have the gladiator or I'd rather have, you know, a pickup yeah. truck or something like that. But whenever I saw this all together like that, that's whenever I was like, this vehicle is the yeah. closest thing. It's like, it's like a more cape to me and Toyota people are getting mad at me. It's a more capable troopy. Oh yeah. Yep. That's the way I see it. I want to, I want a badass brunette. What what badass? What who who's badass Burnett and what's badass Burnett building? Kristen, oh, she Burnett? she's badass. uh she's uh up in Boise right now at uh uh Talus getting a oh. custom uh whole back yeah expedition built on her Tacoma. Isn't that a Set second gen Tacoma? And they're building a whole camper. Yeah, custom built oh, cool. camper for it. I love those guys, man. We need to have them back on the show. They were fun. Yeah, they were fun. The Talus guys yes yeah they're, yeah, they're, super, they're super talented there's another uh there's another guy um uh who makes who has been contracted to like make their trailers make the trailers that they're that they're selling out of tal uh tal- and he's like he is a phenomenal fabricator wow um yeah yeah so i i can't wait to see what he does next i'm not sure if he's gonna you know stay there or do his own thing or whatever but like i went to see his shop uh a few months ago and he's making these trailers that are just insanely built and i mean just i'm so enamored with people who can do that people who can yeah, like, i am to make mm-hmm. a trailer fabricate that stuff understand yep. like you know the architecture yeah. and be able to execute on it it's just so cool all yeah. that geometry yeah. and everything all yeah it's, it's fascinating <laughs> yeah 
All right, man. Well, we have kept you on forever. I do want to ask you one question real quick. Yeah. Where are you going to next? Oh, God. So I'm trying to figure that out right now. So okay. uh, uh, so like next, like this weekend, I'm going to Mardi Gras, New Orleans, um, and then uh, to Hawaii, back to Hawaii. This would be a two Hawaii year. I don't know if I'm going to film a trip video. I filmed the trip video the last time we were there. Um, and then... Um, and then uh, the next overlanding trip, we j- I just canceled a winter overlanding trip with some YouTube channel friends, or it was canceled because things in Idaho are not great at the moment in terms of weather and schedules. Um, but uh, we are uh, putting together a couple things for this next year. So um, in terms of like different content, there's going to be, I'm going to do a bunch of the same kinds of trips where we go to some amazing places oh, and yeah. celebrate Idaho. Um, we're going to do a long trip. Like I really want to do this kind of Oregon route from east to west. Um, okay. uh, we, I think we're going to try to get to Glacier National Park this year. So we actually do a national park and maybe use a trailer for that. Um, and then I've got this idea I've been working on um, and Kate's really into it. Uh, but it's called, well, I'm, I don't know who else calls it this, uh, but it's like a winer landing trip. So <laughs> so Idaho has its own kind of wine region. And this is where my best buddy, Chris lives. He lives right in the middle of the wine region in, in Idaho, but close to us is Walla Walla. Um, and Walla Walla, Washington has phenomenal wine as well. And, cl- and not too far away from Walla Walla, Washington is Willamette Valley, Oregon, which has, you know, world-class Pinot Noirs. And so we have done all of this at different times, but we've overlanded to Walla Walla. We've, you know, we've done stuff in Willamette. Um, and so I want to put together this trip uh, a winer landing trip where we do go off road, but we also go in and we do some bougie stuff like taste some yeah. wine and do some really fun stuff. We don't always have to stay in the Jeep. Maybe we stay in a, we rent a house or I don't know. Like that's, that's an idea that we're starting to craft this year. Um, so national parks will be new. Um, uh, uh, winer landing potentially will be new. Um, and then we'll see if Kate and I shoot any like, any like standard trip videos. So we've got probably an NYC trip, maybe a European trip, another European trip. So I'm going to post a, a Spain. We went to Spain earlier this, uh, in 2022 that I'll post, um, to the channel. Uh, and so that's kind of what's on the docket next, like immediately next. Um, I have no idea because Idaho right now is a muddy mess. And if you believe in like tread lightly principles, it's really tough to go out right now because you're just tearing up the trails. And so if it gets cold, I'll go out and do something uh, relatively close by. Um, if it stays warm, like it has been, I'm just going to wait until it gets warm enough that the, that the ground isn't so muddy. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so that's, that's, what's coming up. Lots and lots and lots of stuff. Clearly uh, we're definitely going to, um, Overland XO Pacific Northwest. We'll probably overland our way there and back. Um, me and some of the other YouTube guys have been kicking around this idea of doing an overlanding drag race. So he- hear me out on this idea. I, th- <laughs> I think it's brilliant. Um, this is what happens when like you're having some whiskeys and you're chatting uh-huh. online with your friends and you're like, okay, so here's the race. <clears throat> Let's say it's set in like Alfred desert or someplace like that where you, you start and you start in four low. So the, the drag race starts, everybody's in four low for an eighth of a mile, you stop, you get out, you grab your chainsaw, you cut uh, a log in two, put, uh, 
put that log in your rig, shift into too high, and then drive another eighth of a mile or a quarter of a mile, stop, set up camp, chop the wood, start a fire, make a quesadilla, and, <laughs> and then put the fire out, pack all your stuff away, um, eat the quesadilla, and the first one done wins. Okay. I like Hell it. Hell Yeah. And yeah, then here's, like here's, here's my idea is that like you film it and you know, if it's this, these, that's these guys, we have like a million cameras and drones. Yeah. Um, and then you present it as like, it's a NASCAR race. So you've got like two announcers <laughs> that are kind of announcing everything that's happening. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know if it'll actually happen, but that's to boogity me, boogity. that would be like, that, that's that is funny. Like, that I would love that. I think well, that'd great. be hilarious. I think that, I think yeah. that works now. Tell everybody that might not know, Tell everybody out there where they can find these wonderful videos. Sure. So um, Venture to Rome at, uh, on YouTube. So youtube.com slash Venture to Rome. Um, handle at Venture to Rome on Instagram. Uh, same thing on, on Facebook. Um, but uh, if you subscribe to our channel and click the notification button, you'll, you'll get whatever new video is coming out. I typically, I try to do one, I try to do three to four videos a month they don't always come out that way, but, um, I, I, I try to get, I try to make them all interesting in some way. So if something takes me longer than a week, it's because I'm hopefully making it more interesting. So that's where you can find our videos. Um, and if you want to connect with us, um, DMing on, um, Instagram is a great way. I respond to every single DM. I respond to every single comment. I have yet to not respond to a comment on YouTube. Um, it's something I believe in. And I will do it for as long as I'm, as I can until it becomes something that I just can't keep up with anymore, but it's not yet. So yeah, if you want to actually connect with us, we're there. For sure. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, awesome. And then dude, you need to get another podcast out. I'm just saying. Oh my gosh. So we didn't talk about this. So I have, I have so many podcasts need to come out. I've been so focused on YouTube growth. Um, but Chris and I started podcasting kind of behind the scenes on the BDR mm -hmm. and I have three more in the can, in the can I need to get out. And, and some of them are mostly edited. Um, so there's a ton of podcast stuff coming out. I have not forgotten about our podcast. It's coming. There's a lot more coming. I just need to like quit my other two jobs. So I have time <laughs> to edit all this stuff. Um, but it is definitely coming because I love this. I love podcasting. I love, yeah, it's I love interviews and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoy it. Well, awesome. Hey, man, I appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much for, for joining Lee and I and, and rapping about stuff. We've got still a ton to talk about, so we'll need to have you back on and totally. cover some of the things that we weren't able. We didn't have time. We went way over. We didn't have time to discuss today. Lee, thank you so much for pushing all the buttons and doing what you do. Really do appreciate that. Everybody out there, thank you so much for listening. Whatever you do, make sure that you go all over. Cool.